Vermarktung Arktum. Hier ist die Sendestelle Berlin im Foxhaus. Meine Damen und Herren. Welcome to the Arktung History Podcast. And this episode, the Einstein Scandal. Arktung History is a podcast produced by theberlintourguide.com and presented by Simon J. James. It's 1929 and Berlin is enjoying its place in the sun. The economic crisis of the earlier half of the decade has faded, for some, from memory, as the vices of a city at its peak draw attention away from the past and into the moment. Streets are filled with traffic as private car ownership begins to soar. Public transport routes are being expanded and advanced in technology as a city bulging at its seams begins to flow over into the new housing developments as architects of the Bauhaus put function before form and expand great housing estates into the forests. Since coming into power, Oberbürgermeister Bus has done much to help the city, especially in regards to places of entertainment and relaxation. Stadiums to host football and athletics are being planned for Moabit and West End. The Deutsches Sport Forum, where the cancelled Olympics of 1916 was to be held, is being redesigned and in some cases finished. Parks are redesigned in Jungfernheide. He had overseen the completion of the new Berlin Flughafen, later become the Flughafen Tempelhof, and the exhibition centre in West End that was crowned by the Funkturm, the marvel of both engineering and technological advancements. Education had also been high on Busser's agenda. Not only had schools been constructed, but the arts had been made more accessible for the younger generation. Concerts were held in town halls, free for the youth in the hope that they might become inspired and later join the ranks of Berlin's already famous Philharmonie. He was a man, if anything, who wished to provide for the people a city that was not of industry, but a city of health, entertainment, and education that would not only last for the day, but would provide for many generations to come. It was in this vein that he also wished to honour those who made Berlin their home, who added to the vibrant texture of a city ever-changing, and to show that Berlin was a city that welcomed all with open arms if you so choose to make it your home. And there was few more famous people who had chosen to make Berlin their home than Albert Einstein. Einstein had relocated to Berlin due to the persuasion of another of Berlin's famous residents in the field of physics, Max Planck. Einstein had arrived in April 1914 and quickly made the city his home. A year later in 1915, on the 25th of November, he presented at the Prussian Academy of Sciences on Unterdain Linden the core of his theory of general relativity. His first home, albeit temporary, had been in the southwestern district of Dahlem before relocating to Wittelsbachstrasse in Wilmersdorf as became the director of the Kaiser Wilhelm Institute and then finally to the Bayerisches Viertel in Schöneberg, a quaint district in the old Nuremberg style where many artists, writers, journalists and scientists found peace in the green streets or at the numerous cafes that dotted the squares of the district where he had made a home on Haberlandstrasse. His fame continued to grow, despite his divorcing of his wife, Mileva, for his cousin, Elsa, 
and his 1919 observations of a solar eclipse made him a global celebrity. Observatories were built for his research and named after him, and in 1922, he received the Nobel Prize in Physics. The continued growing fame that surrounded him also attracted people to Berlin, not only from the world of physics, but from greater society. With the fame of the man continued growing and his tenure in Berlin ongoing, by 1929, Bus wished to honour the man for calling Berlin his home, as he had done for the previous 14 years, in the hope that Einstein might consider remaining in Berlin for many years to come. One way to do this was to, quite literally, cement the man's foundations in Berlin. It was decided between Lord Mayor Bus and the city's magistrates that a plot of land, perhaps with a house upon it, should be bequeathed by the city onto the eminent physicist. Berlin was a renting city, as it still very much is today. Most people who occupied a dwelling were not the owner, but merely a resident, a system that worked well with the transient nature of the city. People came to Berlin in the droves, looking for work, most found it, but with the horrors of the economic crisis of the earlier part of the decade behind them, much of Germany was thriving, and many passed through Berlin, stopping for a few weeks or months before moving on to cities across the nation. However, in the early years of the 20th century, when the Kaiser still sat on the throne and Berlin was enjoying its greatest economic success, being only behind New York in terms of its economy in 1905, many of the wealthy residents of Berlin, and not just the traditional families with suffixes like von, found that the great smoke of an industrial city bore heavy upon their bodies. From the dust and dirt of a city towered over by chimney stacks, for porcelain works, for breweries and for train yards, they found refuge in the calm waters of the lakes that had been dug to drain the swampy forests many years before, or on the larger bodies of water that formed part of the river Havel that lapped at the borders of Berlin. It was on the shores of these bodies of water that many little houses, built in the simplest of methods, from wooden planked walls, windows of single-pane glass, and stilts pushed into the earth, that wealthy residents of Berlin found respite amongst the trees and lakes that surrounded it. It was upon this idea that Lord Mayor Bus decided to act. Surely a thinker such as Professor Einstein, Nobel Prize winner and notable physicist the world over, would find solace to continue his work. So the search began for a suitable location that could be purchased and offered to the great professor as a gift from the city of Berlin to Einstein in celebration of his 50th birthday. It was certainly the best laid plan of mice and men. The Berlin magistrate had purchased a house upon a plot of land in Berlin's Neuklado district, a small settlement nestled on the banks of the Havel and looking on towards the Schwanenwerder island, where the super wealthy of Berlin were forming their grand homes. Neuklado, taking Klado from the Slavic meaning tree trunk, was a settlement that was first documented in the 13th century, but like much of the area around the city of Berlin, archaeology revealed that the settlement was indeed roughly 400 years older. It was and remains a pleasant charactered area, as far south in the district of Spandau as one could get, where the banks of the river were dotted with the small houses of the city elite and white, red and brown hulls of sailing boats. The village was charming. A small church was at its centre, with neo-Gothic architecture, 
Other than the church and the small housing, both for summer and winter, the main feature for the traveller wishing to set their eyes upon Neuclado is the Gutshaus Neuclado. Gutshaus Neuclado, that dominates the estate by the water, was built by famed architect David Gilly, whose work dominated the pages more often than it did the land and it was built for King Friedrich Wilhelm III. But it, for a brief time at least, became the home of Wilhelmine Louise Mencken, who was famous for being the mother of Otto von Bismarck, the Iron Chancellor of the German Empire. The Gutshaus is simple, as it is elegant, in a refined Prussian neoclassicism, architectural styling in gardens that had been restored in 1912 by Paul Schulze Naumburg, who not long after would embark on a much larger commission in the Schloss Cecilienhof Palace for the Crown Prince. It was within this land that the house, purchased by the magistrates, lay. Lord Mayor Boss took to a stand to declare to the press on the 14th of March 1929, Albert Einstein's 50th birthday, that the magistrates the city of Berlin, and himself had granted upon Albert Einstein residence for life for the single-family house located in the park of Neuclado. However, the magistrates could have done well to read the small print of the contract that they had signed with the former owner when purchasing the property. In the house intended to be the gift from the great city to the great professor resided a man by the name of Herr von Zachau. Herr von Zachau tended to the property, maintained it and its gardens, but was informed that he would have to evacuate. He was aware that the property had been sold, but was not aware and quite shocked to find out that he had to leave, and he took up his grievances with the magistrate. His argument was quite simple. He was the manager of the property, not its owner. However, its owner, a Frau von Brandis, had within the contract of sale with the magistrates slid in a clause. Upon the property's sale, the magistrates and the city of Berlin would come into ownership. However, she would maintain the rights to live in the property for a further five years after the sale. She herself was no longer in the region. She had left for a long journey through Africa, leaving Herr von Zachau to attend to the estate in her absence. News quickly spread amongst the press that something had gone wrong with the gift and that Professor Einstein had been put into a pickle of being awarded residence in a house to which someone else already occupied. The press spoke of the embarrassment not only for the professor, but predominantly for the city government and in particular the man who had announced the gift, Lord Mayor Bus. The city profusely apologised to the professor and gathered quickly and without much thought not learning from their prior mistake a list of properties that could be made available for the professor to inhabit. The city announced to the press through a statement. About the birthday present of the city of Berlin to Professor Einstein, erroneous rumours are often spread. The city has discussed with Professor Einstein various places in Neuclado for selection. Among them was the originally published so-called Cavalier House, which is currently still inhabited. Professor Einstein has decided on another plot of land, also offered to him, which is located behind the farm of Neuclado Manor and is situated in Dato. 
The property is about two acres in size and has a very beautiful agricultural setting. Professor Einstein will build himself a country house there. The magistrates have agreed to this. The garden will be tidied up and access will be granted to it through the adjacent property of the Motor Yacht Club. The board of directors of this club has graciously agreed to this. Direct access to the named garden plot from the farm is not possible, as a barn steals the whole width of the plot. Consequently, the entrance must be through the Motor Yacht Club. It sounded nice in the first instance, but soon after, the realities set in. To access the plot in any other manner other than through the Motor Yacht Club meant having to pass through three other plots of land, the owners of which, coming from the small village of Neuclado, had not been blinded by the brilliance of the man that could have walked across their patch of earth like the city dwellers had themselves. The grace of the Motor Yacht Club also was not a logical means of accessibility, as it itself could only be accessed via the water. Soon the controversy grew. It festered. Soon the controversy grew. It festered. The mayor and the magistrates were eager to please, and tried to do much with the land without permission of the residents around, and their determination of offering a gift soon turned, for Einstein, in a feeling as if it was a tainted gift, forced upon himself. It could not be particularly relaxing if the neighbours around brought spite and the only means of access to anything other than the plot of land on which he could build a house was via the water. It came to be that Einstein politely refused the gift of Mayor Boss. He also refused to accept any other land, despite the insistence of the mayor vowing not to take any land from a resident. In the end, he, Einstein, purchased a quaint patch of land on the other side of the water, near a Neverrittergut, in Carputh. In Carputh, they built a small home from the plans of Conrad Vaxman, that looked over the temple in Azay. Meant as a summer home, the residents in its seclusion finally offered the professor the solace to work that Mayor Boos had initially wished to offer with the original gift, but could not deliver. The house still stands today. Even after being stolen from Einstein after he emigrated to flee Nazi persecution by the National Socialist regime of Adolf Hitler, after which it was used briefly by the Wehrmacht, before becoming a private residence in the times of the East German state until 1979, when, on the 100th birthday of Einstein, it was restored by the Academy of Sciences for which he once belonged. Today it belongs to the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, and can be visited on special occasions, but walked by freely. As for Lord Mayor Bus, for a man who tried to do good, he would also meet his political end in scandal later the same year of Einstein's 50th birthday. It came to pass that his wife had received a fur coat from the Sklarek brothers. The Sklarek brothers had acquired, in 1926, the rights to a clothing distribution company stock that had provided the city's officials with clothes during the Great War, and they were granted the right to continue the distribution of the clothes. Soon, however, blighted by greed or political ambition, it is not certain, they began forging invoices and investing money in the city officials. Offering cheap clothes to politicians and civil servants, they had been able through this to gain a monopoly on supplies to hospitals and welfare institutions and had ultimately committed credit fraud. 
When an investigation was begun into the finances of the brothers and their business, it was discovered the embezzled amount came to 10 million Reichsmarks, or 27.2 million euros today. One of the brothers was a member of the DDP, the Deutschen Demokratischen Partei, to which Mayor Bus belonged. The others to the largest party within the parliament, the SDP, or Sozialdemokratisches Partei Deutschland. But they, the Sklarik brothers, had been giving money to most parties. For Mayor Bus, they had gifted a fur coat to his wife worth 1,000 Reichsmarks, or 2,800 euros in 2020. His wife having only paid 200 Reichsmarks. The remaining amount Boss had donated via the purchases of a painting and its donation to a charitable cause, and 200 Reichsmarks were given to two distressed sister-in-laws, but the accounts of Sklarik brothers, when they were brought for analysis, did not, of course, show this. Boss's head was for the block. Proceedings were brought against the man who had done so much for the city, and through a mistake of his wife he had attempted to make good on in his donations, his political career was over. The Prussian higher administrative court next to the station at Zulogischagarten acknowledged that he had attempted to pay the difference through other means, but in itself he had breached duty. Boss retired from office on the 7th of November 1929 with a fine of one month's wages. The two parties that gained most from the scandal were those on the extremes, the KPD under Ernst Thalmann and the National Socialist Party of Adolf Hitler. In the following elections, the SPD would lose 4.2%, the DDP 3.3%, and the KPD would gain 5.9%, and the NSDAP, for the first time in Berlin, received over 5%, with 5.8% allowing them to enter Berlin's parliament for the very first time. Eventually, once Adolf Hitler and the Nazis had seized power and began the Gleichschaltung of Germany, Bus would be put on trial again and held in solitary confinement for nine months. However, the charges receiving a higher salary and spending too much money on the conversion of a company flat proved to be unfounded and he was released. The Sklarik brothers were not so lucky. Willi Sklarik died in Prague in March 1938. Leo was shot in Sachsenhausen concentration camp in 1942. And Max was murdered in Auschwitz in 1944. Many of the infrastructure works of Meerbos still exist today, especially the sport parks. As for Einstein, he, first through Britain, would relocate to the United States and apply for citizenship in 1935, and be lucky enough to predominantly avoid the persecution of the Nazis, not only against his Jewish faith, but also against intellectualism. Thank you for listening to the Einstein Scandal, an Arktung history podcast, produced by the Berlin Tour Guide and presented by Simon J. James. To find out more, visit theberlintourguide.com 
forward slash Arctum History. Follow Arctum History on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Arctum History, or support Arctum History from as little as one euro a month at patreon.com forward slash Arctum History.